So, hey everybody, uh, we are sitting here in the Greg Cuddy podcast studio in the basement of Ann Belk Hall, and we're here because uh, there's something really exciting that has taken place. We have discovered that we are at the 100th podcast that we have recorded in the studio, we being the staff of University Communications here at Appalachian State University, and I'm joined here by Troy Tuttle, creative director and... Um, the brains behind the operation and the creative brains behind the operation and um, Dave Blanks who's our sound engineer who technically this is his 99th just saying it's true <laughs> there was one there was but one podcast that I did not participate in so you know everybody gets the 100 but you Dave and uh, Garrett Ford who was also very instrumental. In fact, uh, Garrett's literal blood, sweat, and tears are in the floors and the walls of our podcast studio because he actually helped turn a very cold, sterile, ugly, and uninviting room into a really beautiful, gorgeous space that is just tooled up and equipped beautifully and has seen some absolute legends come through this space. And so it's really exciting to be sitting here. It's really exciting for me to, to think about how far we've come and all the people that have come through. We started out with one podcast back in 2013. I think it was September of 2013. And here we are now, um, four years, oh, five years later. And uh, we've done almost 100. We went from one series to, I think we have uh, 10 podcast series. I think that's right. Yeah. And yeah, so I thought it'd be fun just to reminisce a little bit, talk about how we got to where we are now. That's a good idea, Megan Hayes. Why, um, thank you, Dave Blanks. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I always want to, as the person who produces like a lot of the podcasts, I always want to like interject because there's always moments in the conversation where I feel like I could add something, but I never do. So this is like a really uh, big deal for me because for once I was able to go, hey, Megan, yeah, you're right. Cool. Good job. So Megan, you host Sound Effect. And was that our first podcast, Troy? Yep, the first it was. One? Yeah, okay. Sound Effect was our very first podcast. Okay, so why did we make the podcast studio to begin with? I'm glad we did because I have a job now. But what what happened? How did how did we make it? So I think it was the summer of 2012. Stephen Double was nominated for an alumni award here at the university. So the group uh, Appalachian Media Production or AMP traveled to New York to meet Stephen and film him over a two-day period for those alumni awards. And we filmed him right there at the studios of WNYC in New York. Once we walked in, was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So he introduced us to his staff. We sat in some staff meetings and watched him from the very beginning of producing the show, like drawing it up, what are they going to do for the next show, all the way into watching him in the studio taping. Um, it was just, it blew us away. We we're thinking, well, this is something we would love to do. You know, we're two hours from everywhere. It would be nice to get our voices out. We could use it for teaching tools. We can use it for anything we want um, to put the word out for Appalachian. So when we came back, we started throwing that idea around. And then when Stephen came that summer to uh, receive the award, we brought him, toured him around, and asked him some questions. And since then, he's been, you know, really helpful making sure that this this place is a success. And super supportive. And if you super don't know supportive. who Stephen Dubner is. Oh, yes, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, that's right. Because I know him so well. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he is the author of Freakonomics. He's, right. he's an alum from the communications department here at Appalachian State University. Um, he also hosts um, the podcast of the same name, Freakonomics, which is generally in the top ten podcasts. Every single week. New York Times. New York, yeah. Best-selling author. Oh, he's, he's um, huge. And, you know, we're a little fanny 
I mean, we, you know. I, oh, yeah. So uh, Dave actually has a photograph of Stephen Dubner in his office that he inherited. I do. He walked in and there's this photo <laughs> of Stephen and, and he we will not let him take the photo out. It's still hanging. It's not as, as prominent Troy a place. Troy took the photo. Not that I have anything <laughs> at all against Stephen Dubner, but again, I didn't get to go on the trip. So Right. Let's talk about the trip a little bit because there's a few other people that we should give credit to sure, for the trip sure. itself. So also on that trip was Glenn Dion. Right. Um, he helped do the sound for that trip. Marie Freeman was also on that trip. She's the university photographer. Garrett Ford, uh, myself, and Megan all on that trip. Hey, there's Garrett. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, Garrett, um, you shot the video. Yes, I shot the video and then later edited it together for, uh, like Troy said, the Alumni Awards. Um, it was, I'm going to say maybe like the second or third year that we'd actually even done that project, but it was definitely the first year where we saw it as not only work and not only a way to recognize some great alumni from the past, right. but also to build great relationships to where we could keep things flowing. So as soon as we got back from New York, you know, it was just sort of in our blood, you know, it's just like, we got to try to make this happen because I mean, why not? I mean, we, we had video, we had photography, we had web design, we had writers, we had everything, but we really didn't have like an audio element to get out there. So it's from a group that likes to tell stories and likes to tell Appalachian story, um, it just seemed like a major component that not a lot of other universities were doing. So. Yeah, I wonder. I've the timing was really good on this one. Well, yeah, podcasts. Yeah, uh, we hit then. it. We hit it right there. And, I you mean, know, I did a lot of research still, also looking yeah. at other podcast studios in the United States. When I was doing that research, the only one that was really doing well was Yale's. Really? And to be honest with you, I think this thing looks better. Oh. It sounds better than Yale's. Well, Ooh. and at the time, so. We were all pretty big podcast people, too. I mean, I, you know, that's just something that we all really liked. And Dubner has, has spoken on our campus, and he uh, he was actually, his Freakonomics book was one of our, um, they called it the summer reading program books at the time. So he came and spoke with our students here. So he's he's come back a few times. Um, but honestly, I mean, when we had a little bit of time with him, we saw them working, like Troy said. We heard him talking about what it was like for him to be a student here. And how this was a place that fosters people who want to make things. And he talked about being in the WASU studio, you know, what that was like. And so, you know, almost for me, and I don't want to speak for you, Troy, but I kind of feel like for you too, it was a way to continue his legacy and honor sure. him and the work that he did while he was here before he was famous and everybody knew he was. And, you know, no, all absolutely. that kind of stuff. Because there's so many people who have had that experience on our campus and continue to. And I think that's a solid thread through the experience that our alumni and our current students still share. Well, and, and it was odd at the time, too, because um, Appalachian Media Productions, which is the creative group within University Communications, um, which is mainly comprised of video, photo, and then now sound. But at the time, you know, that was almost brand new, too. Or right. we were still trying to figure we're out a the new team. Yeah, we yeah. were trying to figure out the role of that team. And so I think really what it was is when we were up there doing our jobs as they existed, we got up there and saw these people doing their jobs. And it's like all their meetings and all the things that we talked that they were actually doing were a lot of sort of what ifs. Like, hey, we do that or we could do that. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Back here at Appalachian. So it was almost just sort of, 
I don't want to say like a career fair or something, but it's like, <laughs> here, I mean, here we were, you know, in our jobs that we already thought were awesome. And then we saw these people doing this and it's just like, no, this needs to be a part of this yeah, it was as, very as, as well. It was extremely inspirational. So if anything, it was that last, I'm going to date myself here, uh, Voltron. It was that last lion connecting to make the complete Voltron. That I feel you. I feel you on the is. Voltron. You just there lost all the kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> the other thing too, though, is we're very grateful to Stephen for all that he has done yeah. to help us out. So we he wanted gets a to, little credit at the gets, end of each of the, of the sound effect. Yeah, he gets, he gets a ton of credit. We wanted to do something nice for him. So I wanted to name the podcast studio after Steven. Yeah. But, you know, there's different there's things at the university that you have to do. You, you know, there's restrictions on naming opportunities. So rather than do that, we knew that he had a dear friend. He went to college here, played on the soccer team. It was his best friend while he was here at college, um, Greg Cuddy, who had passed away after leaving college, but Stevens always talks about it. Anytime he talks about Appalachian, talks about Greg Cuddy. So we decided to name the studio after Greg Cuddy in honor of Stephen Dubner, so, which I think is nicer, to be honest with you. That's great. Yeah. So after we got back, we had to look for a location for this place. At first, I was wanting to do it down the hall in a closet, which I'm glad that we didn't do. It wouldn't have been as professional. So we had, this, we had this area back um, in the back of Ann Belk in the very bowels of the whole uh, building that was uh, actually the second worst place on campus as far as um, being remodeled. We we're the start- second worst basement on campus. Right. We were, you know, it was, this place was not nice. Let's just put it that way. Right. And it needed some work. And nobody wanted it. So we said, what the heck, we'll take it. So we had the opportunity to get in here and, and execute his vision. And when I say we... I did not actually scrape the tiles off the floor or paint the walls or any of that stuff. That's what Glenn and Garrett and Troy did. And so Glenn got to produce one <laughs> podcast after he, like, after, hey, he after, left. That's true. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't canned. We finally got the last bit of dust out, and then he did a podcast, and then he left. because, And that was after like three months of Just breathing toiling. ceiling tiles and <laughs> dust and yeah. carpet glue and knocking walls down. I don't know, it was fun. It's the most manly I've ever felt in my life. And there's a reason. You know, I wasn't I wasn't trying to be sneaky about it or do it under the radar, right. even though I did. There was a reason for it. I wanted it to look nice. And I wanted when our guests come in, we're talking guests that from Kennedy's to, you know, you, civil rights leaders, people of all walks of life, very intelligent, very successful people walking in here. Who have been in studios all across the world. The world. Right. When now, when they walk into this studio, they are like, I can't believe They're impressed. this is at a university. I can't believe this place. And they settle in, and they can just go right off, boom, you know, just because it feels professional. So it, if it feels professional, then they consider us to be professional. Hey, Troy, it looks good. Thanks. Every time uh, somebody comes in here and is like, oh, my goodness, this place is amazing. How do-? I'm like, I can't take any credit because Glenn... Just did it all, and then I just walked in and was like, oh, this place is cool. Yeah, let's do some podcasts. Right. So I would like to just talk about that a little bit. We did we did one podcast with Glenn, which was um, really a lot of work. And we knew it was going to be a lot of work, but we had kind of a different vision for the Sound Effect podcast when we started. It was more of a storytelling vision. It was definitely more Dubner-esque. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, you know, it was our first one, and it's a little cringeworthy when I go back and listen to it, um, just because, you know. 
your first. I think everybody does that yeah. on their first. I mean, I hope they do because I sure did, but whatever. So we, you know, there was a lot of post-production on that piece, a ton that, you know, we were up late at night and oh, freaking out about it and recutting and recutting and rethinking and doing a lot of writing after the fact to try to pull the interviews together. Mm-hmm. And so we did that one. And then uh, Glenn went on to other opportunities and we hired you, Dave. Yep. And uh, thanks, Dave, your first day, yeah. you walked in the door and we're like, hey, so uh, got sold out O'Brien. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you Emmy, Emmy Award winning sold <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> she's, she's quite a renowned journalist and I did know who she was and I was pretty intimidated and, and uh, tried not to show up, but I'm sure I did because I have a terrible poker face and somehow managed to pull it off. It sounded good. It did sound good. Yeah. Sounded really good. It and, was great. And that was a kind of a storytelling format too. But one of the things that you brought to the team was a little bit more of a sense of reality about what we had the bandwidth to do because podcasts are one of the dozens and dozens of things that we do. And we don't have just a podcast production team and crew and the ability to spend all of our efforts just doing that the way that some of those professional groups um, do. That's true. And so you kind of helped us get more realistic about what we could do. And That sounds and like I just poo-pooed all your pie-in-the-sky no, dreams. No, I don't think so. I think what you did no. was you gave us some some pragmatism and, and that outside-in view because you came in and you hadn't seen all oh. of the way that it had come together. I never thought about it that way. And you've got that interview background, too, the radio interview background. And so you, you, know, you kind of help. I mean, I think that... It has your, you know, your stamp on it, which is kind of cool. Right. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that. instead of trying to be dubnery, we found our own voice, which I think you helped out with a lot. And the other thing, Dave, you won a Marcom Award for oh, that. Oh, I did. It was yeah. like your very first day. I you know. do the podcast. And a Marcom Award's huge. I mean, that's industry standard. You're competing against the best of the best. I did feel good about that. And you peaked on your first day. That was <laughs> it. After that. It all downhill. And if I could add another thing about the podcast studio, it's not just podcasts we do from here. There's yeah. other things. A lot of things come out of this studio. Mm-hmm. Um, educational. Uh, how would you explain it, Dave? Like, Well, we facilitate a lot of interviews for uh, news agencies. That happens sometimes. It's not like our main driving force. But if a professor is like an expert on a certain field, and someone like we've we've actually uh worked with radio lab bbc yeah the bbc as well as uh i know i'm missing one another really cool one but yeah science works so yes i works is is a podcast that we've helped out with so yeah it has been more than just podcasts yeah i just wanted people to know that yeah yeah more than just podcasts that is true what else happens in the podcast studio? A lot of podcasts. We have a lot of podcasts. And <laughs> yeah. they don't all happen in the studio, too. So That's you know, true. We, we do some. That, well, you do one where you walk around campus. And so, well, but yeah, we'll get to that one. But oh, Sound Effect is yeah, a podcast yeah. series. Your your podcast is a podcast series of conversations with smart people about stuff that affects the world and how we affect it. So you've seen some uh, pretty incredible people come through the studio. We talked about Soledad O'Brien. That was a big one. We've talked about the history of the podcast studio here. Maybe let's share some of our favorite moments from our podcasts because we said we have like 10 of them. So surely there are some moments that we enjoyed, right? I would hope. All of them. Okay, great. Yeah, all of them. Well, I stress out hard about, I won't share them all, but I stress out hard about every interview because I, you know, they're just incredible people that come to our campus and they spend time with our students and they're brilliant and amazing and I study up on them and I get crazy intimidated and then I'm terrified and um, walk, you know, sit down and talk to them and they teach me amazing things. And Garrett always helps. 
because I have like these crazy questions and he helps me think through the question. So Garrett Murray vet the questions in addition to other people and kind of think through what that is. And then Garrett shoots a little bit of footage of everybody. Murray takes their photo. Um, favorite moments. Yeah. So who are well, you? Um, yeah. What were you going to say, Garrett? Well, selfishly, um, I'm, I'm free to admit that one of my favorite moments in the podcast studio, like Megan said, I shoot mainly just for the sound effect podcast. We'll shoot what we call a teaser where, you know, we have come in here with a couple cameras and capture the first five, 10 minutes of a podcast just so we can put together a little video, put it up there. And so people can, you know, almost get a sneak peek to what the entire, you know, podcast is, uh, sort of drum up some, some hype for it, but looks cool too. Yeah. We try to, yeah, try to make it look cool. Like (laughs) I said, it's a cool place to to shoot stuff, but, um, Wayne Henderson was in Mm -hmm. here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Wayne Henderson is a famous luthier guitar maker, uh, from nearby rugby, Virginia, and I'm a huge bluegrass mountain music fan, so I already knew who he was. So he came in here uh, because he was the subject of one of was it summer reading? He was book? a summer reading, but he was the the best um, received summer reading author by the audience that I've seen in yeah. the 20 well, years that I've been yeah on yeah this the campus. the book was about when it was called Eric Clapton's guitar because Wayne Henderson made a guitar that Eric Clapton ended up with, but. He got to come in here, and he actually brought one of his guitars with him. That I got to touch and play, which was awesome, but then he played a song for us. So I got to do my normal sort of two-camera setup and shoot pretty much just like a Wayne Henderson music video. So that was a good bragging point to a bunch of my friends for a while. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. What about you, Megan? So I think my biggest like um, fan moment, fangirl moment, (laughs) uh, was with Michael Eric Dyson because he was, uh, you know, I... um, didn't know a lot about him before he came. Knew a little bit about him, you know, but I didn't know a lot about him. In the, and so I started, you know, reading his books. And, and uh, well, when I say read, I, I'm an audio um, processor, auditory processor. So I listen to uh, a lot of um, audio books. And he reads all his own books. And uh, so that one, for me to hear him talking about things that he's really, really passionate about that are really important topics in his own voice. And when he reads them, there are two or three authors that, that I've talked to that read their own books. And when they do, you get a lot more about where their heads are at because you can hear the actual words that they emphasize. And so I kind of feel like, you know, spend a little time with them running down the road or whatever I'm doing, listening to them talk. But uh, he, I don't know, he's just amazingly, you know, intelligent and accessible and friendly and kind. And I mean, there's a lot of really heavy stuff that he deals with. And one of my favorite things I think that just really made me want to have a conversation with him was that he gives people a lot of hell. He didn't let anybody off the hook for anything that they're doing or thinking that he thinks he needs to challenge them on for whatever reason, right? Um, But he gives people a lot of leeway. So he can have a total philosophical argument with you where he just does not agree with anything that you're saying, but he'll hone in on something about your character or the way that you're talking about something or describe something or in your lifestyle that he can appreciate. And I think that is a skill that we need more of in our society in general, that we need to exercise that muscle more. So to me, being able to sit down and talk to somebody who I thought was phenomenally intelligent, who'd written all these amazing books and, you know, has appeared on dozens and dozens and dozens of videos and, you know, as, as, an, as an expert on news shows, to just sit down and have a conversation with him. And it was one of those kind of, I don't know, moments where you have a, you know, I don't know, you have a conversation with somebody that you're like, 
if only I could think like you just for like five minutes, <laughs> well, I would be a better person. Why don't we get a clip of that, Michael Eric Dyson? Look, if you're going to demonize your opponent, you've lost already. The argument has been lost. The not necessarily one's own partisan argument, but the argument that is based upon one's humanity. We don't have to premise our opposition to our opponents by the denial of their humanity or on the inability to acknowledge them as worthy human beings who happen to disagree, and even vehemently so. So I don't think it does any good for us to deny that our opponents are human beings. They're not American. They're not really democratic. They're not uh, invested in the same kind of process as we are. Stop. You know, all of us are trying to work our way toward a better America, a better nation. So I think it's important to see the legitimacy and humanity of one's opponent. I mean, that's just rich. That is rich. How does he put the words together? You know? So we get done. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, so we'll, you know, we'll send this to you. You can listen to it before we publish it or whatever. And he said, oh, you don't have to send it to me before that. But when you post it, will you text me? And he gave me his cell phone number. Got the digits. So I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, so Michael Eric Dyson was definitely very, very cool. And it was a it was a pleasure having him. Troy, what about you? Hands down, I think the person that set the bar in my eyes that I honestly, I don't know if anybody will ever beat it, was the afternoon we met and spoke to Julian Bond. Yeah. Oh, I got goosebumps. I'm yeah. serious. I, I think it was one of the greatest days of my career here at the university. You know, being one of the greatest civil rights leaders of all time, walking with Dr. King, you know, um, he was amazing. And the thing about him was I've never met a more humble man in my life. Um, it was right towards the end of the podcast, if I'm not mistaken, he turns to Megan and he says, Something to the effect of, I don't think I've done enough. I think I could have tried harder. Chairman for the NAACP? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was oh, he was the first African-American. A, to be nominated for, he was the first African-American uh, to be nominated for president. Oh, that's oh. right. And that was that's a crazy story. We don't have to get into all of that. But that was like, you know, the, the country was going completely ballistic nuts. And he was, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was, uh, you know, Georgia lawmaker for, for, you know, years and years and years. First president of the Southern Poverty Law Center. There you right. go, Troy Yeah, Taylor. that's incredible. He's amazing, dude. Amazing. Yeah. I can't believe he sat on our presence. But just the fact that how humble he was. Let's listen to that. Clip. Right. Also, as you were talking, I thought about how many times I'd look back on my life and my change from the protest movement to the political movement and found out that I didn't do things I could have done or should have done. And look back over this life I've had and think about why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I push hard over here? Why didn't I do that or the other thing? Why did I let so many opportunities go by that were missed? And why aren't I taking opportunities in hand right now? Why aren't I doing more things right now? And I'm trying to find other ways I can be useful in this movement at age 75, what can I do about it? And I know there are things I can do, and I'm going to do them. I'm not sure what they are, but I'm going to do them. Watch me. That's incredible. That was, I think, hands down, the hardest interview I've ever done. And a lot of it was because I work really hard to like make eye contact with people when I'm talking to them because I just want to have a connection, right? And and uh, like he was looking somewhere else. And some of that is because people who are really deep thinkers, um, it's easier for them to, you know, to kind of formulate what they're thinking if they're, you know, looking somewhere else. And I'm not going to project that on them because I don't know what he was doing. Like but, Garrett right now. But looking, <laughs> thinking back on it, um, th- that's probably what he was doing, you know, was mm-hmm. 
kind of clicking back in his head a little bit about, oh, you know, here's something that I did or, you know, why didn't I take that opportunity, you know, or whatever. But but that's kind of what he was saying. So with some distance now, I mean, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I, that was a horrible interview. I did a terrible job because huh. I just couldn't, like, make it work. But, you know, Troy, my favorite part of that is the very last thing he said. And I was fumbling all over the question. I didn't really know how to ask it, you know, like – little like, you know, hick white girl from Western North Carolina asking the civil rights leader, like, you know, how can I be a part of something that's useful and helpful without feeling like you have to teach me what to do? I just want to be useful and helpful. And I was searching for that, I think, personally, in a way. And he said, basically, he said, you're going to screw up. That is such an important lesson, I think, for everybody. And so I, I think about that a lot about what he taught me and uh, and how that pertains to, you know, the work that we do as educators. You know, just shortly after that, um, he had passed away. And I honestly, I think we were the last people to interview him before he passed, and we're extremely lucky to have had him in our presence. So. I don't know where we want to go next. So that we've talked mostly about sound effect. Yeah, there's one more sound effect I thought you wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. So there's another sound effect, which is like – Got to be the flagship podcast, I would say. Right. We've never really come out and said that, but it's definitely the one that we put the most effort and we are, are not to take anything away from our other podcasts, but we're very proud of Sound Effect. Yes. Right? right? We're very proud of it. No. I, I, almost, you, I hope you are. I almost said flagship earlier. Flag- I am, but oh, yeah? it's just like uncomfortable for me to describe it that way. But, you know, it's been an absolute joy professionally and personally for me to be a part of it. And yeah, so it's really cool. So there was one more, Troy, that actually you and I were talking about before uh, yeah. we all came in studio. Um, Rob Haswell, Troy. Like, did you like that one? Oh, yeah. All right. That one was, you know, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. Neither did I. Who would have thought that this gentleman did all he did? Well, yeah. it was hard because it was really hard to find any background on him except kind of one really key moment. But yeah, I mean, this guy. I was. I just had no idea. I just felt really unprepared because usually there's a book or a, like a ton something. of literature about yeah. people or something, and and there wasn't much about him other than one particular political moment when he was in government in South Africa. But we had a ringer on this one. Yes, we did. Yeah. So Daryl Kruger, our provost and executive vice chancellor for academic affairs, was the mentee of Rob Haswell. So they were together in academia at Louisiana State University, mm-hmm. and they shared a, uh, a mentee-mentor relationship in academics, but they also share a love for rugby, mm-hmm. and they both have a background in geography, which was also something that I wasn't really expecting the connection between geography and, and the political realm. Right. Because So here's the thing, Rob Haswell got to know and work with Nelson Mandela and was working with him and was a part of the process when South Africa rejected apartheid and really embraced Nelson Mandela and he became their president. Mm-hmm. president? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I remember specifically from that, just in the short amount of time that I was in here shooting the video teaser portion of it, when asked about what it was like to start working with Mandela Mandela told him something to the effect of, it's going to be hard, it's going to be a long, tough road, and you owe $5 to join the party. Actually. Yeah, yeah, we were. that, that was actually my favorite part, too, Garrett. To, That's go, the thing that I remember the most. Yeah, yeah. Troy was saying we should, we should play that clip, so uh, we'll go to that now. That's a good call. So uh, we made an appointment. We went to see the ANC. We met Mandela, and we said, yeah, we are. 
we're offering our services to the ANC, take us or leave us, but that, that's who we are. He said, look, I need to consult with, uh, with my regions. I don't know you from a bar of soap. Let me see what kind of, you know, are you good guys? Have you got any standing? Come back and see me next week, which we did. Came back the next week. He walked in. He said, gentlemen, you're welcome to join the ANC. We welcome you with open arms. One condition, you must pay your $12 membership. I jumped up. I had a 20. I slapped it in his hand. He said, now? I said, yes. And I said, you can keep the change. <laughs> <laughs> so I've still got my original membership card that he signed. Um, and then, you know, Andy Warhol said everybody has to be famous in their life, even if it's for only 15 minutes. So, yeah. So I became instantly famous. Hated by a lot of white people. I was a you-know-what lover. I was this, I was that. Mm. I was a turncoat, I was a traitor, whatever. But for every white person, I probably gained a thousand black admirers. He did because he, yeah, I mean, he, he rejected his current party. So he went into the party, Haswell, right. went into politics to make change. He joined a party that was the party of change that he realized was not the party of change. Mm -hmm. And so he left that party and asked Mandela if he could join his party, the ANC. And uh, He was in the Democratic Party. Democratic, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was the Democratic Party. So he left that party, which which was a party that was trying to do some good, right? I mean, they weren't, you know, they, they he joined it because he felt like they were going to, to, you know, make positive, important changes in South Africa. And then they just got mired down in politics. And so he was like, you know, Forget this. I'm going to go where people are going to make some change. And yeah. There was one last thing. There was a reason why it was here that that was very timely. It was during the time where they were trying to take down all of the Confederate statues right. on different campuses and across the United States. Mm -hmm. And he explained that he had the same problems in South Africa, but he had a different approach. He says, you know, don't get rid of those statues. Just take them off their pedestals. Right. Which I thought was pretty incredible to think about. Yeah, it was, a, it was an additive philosophy rather right. than a subtraction yeah philosophy. which i think it was like brilliant. you can't walk away from yeah. your history your history is part of who you are as a human being and a country and a nation and all of those things so what you have to do is you have to add in you know the parts that maybe weren't being told before you know consider the whole history and not reject any part of it and that just to me is so logical but for some reason it was newer to us, right? So he's got some right. perspective, and he was bringing in that perspective. It was pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. That was an awesome podcast. So for the simple fact that we had somebody who helped fight for civil rights in America and the fact that we had someone who helped in the transition from apartheid in South Africa, I'd say that we, if we didn't do another sound effect, that it met its quota for, hey, let's talk to people who make changes. So Yeah, pretty but I think that's the wonderful thing about sound effect. It always it seems to always be that. We talk to people that make incredible changes in the world. Which, you know, it's interesting because when when we created the mission for Sound Effect, we really wanted to connect it back to the university and talk about these global conversations, these national conversations that were taking place and connect that back to who we are as a university. And so in some ways that's limiting because it limits our audience, I think. It limits our audience to people who either know about or have some reason to want to know about Appalachian. But, you know, in another way, it's really uh, expansive because it takes these large conversations and it puts them in our campus, in our neck of the woods here in Boone, North Carolina, and encourages us to, I mean, really what it does is it gives us a, a slate of experts who say, well, you know, based on all of this incredible, amazing things I've done in my life, 
here's a little free consultation I can give you. Maybe they're not all free because you know, I guess we pay a lot of them to come here. But it's like cool, you yeah, know? You get a cool. little like consult right here. You know, well, you're here, expert in, you know, these amazing things that you do. One-on-one with Kamau Bell or John Ronson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, I got to say this, though, too. You know, all these remarkable people, they tend to validate some things that we're doing right, that we don't actually get that validation, you know, here. But when we have these experts come in, there's a lot of things we're doing right around here that get validated through these remarkable people. At Appalachian State, you mean? Yeah, at, yeah. A, at Appalachian sure. State, yeah. Because we're our harshest critics, and we should be our harshest critics because we want to be a better place. I think, I <laughs> and the other thing that people okay. say, every single person, y'all are so nice. <laughs> this is such a nice place, Oh, which I think is, is, is good. We try to be. We try to be. That's why you should record you, Dave, when it's all over, right. because you chat them all up. Oh, I do. I do chat. And then we find out, that's the thing, is like we find out, it always happens too when we're filming. You know, you take off, you're like, okay, you know, we're done. And then you start chatting with people and you've gotten to know them through the interview process. And then they say something really amazing. You're like, ah, why didn't we get that? Yeah, because you built their trust that whole time. And then it's like, it's all over. And so they're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to share the really cool part of this. But so we've talked 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 a ton about sound effects. So that's definitely one of our, our, that's probably our favorite podcast for sure. You know, Sound Effect has spun off a couple of really cool podcasts. It's spun off a sustainability podcast that Lee Ball hosts. It's spun off a, a podcast hosted by um, another one of our faculty members, Nicholas Jordan, who is, I guess, associate dean now in the College of Education and called What's Your Truth? Um, and um, I love Dave by the Bell. No, seriously, Dave by the Bell is so much fun. Oh, it is I think fun. It, it's the one that gets the most laughs. I think it's the, it's the lighthearted. It's definitely lighthearted. Yeah. It has its serious but moments. But we've, we've met so many cool students. I know. Come on. Uh, you got like your one guy. Larry. 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 I saw Larry. <laughs> Larry. I saw Larry the other day in the library while I was checking <laughs> stuff out. I was like, Larry, you're still here. And you say that like every yeah. time you, you enter, I'm, like. Is he so nice? He's and so then, very nice. Enter Larry compilation here. Yeah, let's let's hear Larry. Well I, well, I just love walking around going in the woods and seeing the snow on the trees. And yeah, it's just, I think it's really beautiful. I just like walking in the snow a lot. Figure out what method of studying is best for you because everyone's kind of different. You know, I guess don't cram like the night before. That's what everybody says, right? Maybe also like do something physical, you know, make sure to take breaks. And, you know, if you're sitting down for a long time, it's good to go outside, get some fresh air, or do something you enjoy a little bit. Yeah. You, I think you've been on more Dave by the Bells than like anybody I else. I've been on more than one. I think you've been on like two or three, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because you were on the one about. Um, it was snow, about snow. snow. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah, on the snow I know one. That one. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know about. I think you were on like at least one more, but I can't remember what it was. But man, it's oh, good to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah, too. I'm sure I'll yeah. see you again. Well, have a good day, man. Thanks. You All too. right, good nice to see you, Larry. To see you. <laughs> Larry's so nice. He's so nice. Yeah, he's really nice. There's Larry. That was the best of Larry. So, Dave, what are some of the, the subjects that you've talked to the students about? Oh, my goodness. We've covered the spectrum. So we started Day by the Bell with a slant toward it being maybe a little more serious with, like, what does community mean to you? That was the very first one that we yeah. did. And there was no – the way I edited it then, there, I wasn't really in it. Uh, it was just student voices, which – don't we need more Dave in these podcasts, right? Dave. So I like to talk a lot, and I ended up sooner or later uh, weaseling my way into the podcast that has my name in it. And uh, we changed it because it was called Dave on the Mall. But then, Troy, you were like, what about Dave by the Bell? And why, why is it Dave by the Bell? Because I stand by the Bell. That's where I start, at least. The one in front of Ann Belk. Yeah. You know, Ann Belk Hall. The one that students supposedly 
are supposed to like touch or something for good luck on rub tests? They, they rub. Rub good luck bell. before examinations. That's it. Is that what it says on it? Yeah, that's what it says. I should well, know. We um we've asked a few alumni about that, and we're not entirely sure that's accurate. That might be history it's, that that was conveniently placed on if, a plaque in front of a bell. But yeah, whatever. Let it be so. Fake fake history. It is written. So um let's see some other cool topics. Some of my favorite. I really liked the rainy day movie one. That was a good one. That was a fun podcast because everybody likes a movie. You I know? love the ramen one. Oh yeah, yeah. My, the, my favorite. Yeah, the, the, my favorite was the, what bro, the. Yeah, the cheap eat. Cheap eat. Cheap eat. Yeah. But then the, what was the one? The, the, what you're looking most forward to uh, going home and having your mom cook you or oh, meals? Yeah, your, your favorite home cooked meal. Yeah. And the one girl that said purple potatoes. You talk about her a lot. Yeah, I know because <laughs> it's like the oddest thing. The one thing I'm looking forward to is purple potatoes. Purple potatoes. And what are those? You ask. And she goes, "It's turtles. Turtles." <laughs> It's a type of turtle in my <laughs> Purple turtles. Tur- she goes, oh, they're potatoes that are purple. Let's hear her. Yeah. All right. I'm most looking forward to having purple potatoes. They're potatoes that are purple. <laughs> there she is. Uh, so this one was a little more serious. You know, I was saying there were some definitely lighthearted moments, but there was one that we did uh, a few years ago that was called Fatherly Advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was for, awesome. yeah. for Father's that Day. That was nice. And Megan, I know you said there was a moment in that one. I was thinking about that the other day. That I, was like, I talk you. about that one a lot. So when I talk to people about Dave by the Bell, I find myself um, realizing that I had no idea. I thought I was creative with ramen when I was in college, but I had no <laughs> idea what all. And your extensive knowledge of ramen, Dave, which I, is I'm really impressive. I'm a bit of a impressive. ramen aficionado. Clearly. Shamefully. <laughs> um, but then... The other side of that, which is another example that that I think of and, and talk about a lot, is you interview. It was it was a Father's Day episode, right? And so the question was, uh, what was the question? Uh, it was, what's the best advice you ever got from your dad? Yeah, great yeah. question. Right. So Dave by the Bell's man on the street. So I just wander around campus. Yeah, I do start at the Bell, but I walk around and go like, Hey, would you be willing to talk to me on my podcast? And most people are pretty cool about that. So I was actually in the library during this moment that. You were talking about, which maybe they don't want me in the library because you're not supposed to talk in the library. You can. Right? There's just one floor. Where you okay, can cool. Talk. Well, I was not on the don't talk floor. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the question that I asked the, this guy was, uh, what is some great advice that your dad gave you? And let's listen to his answer. It's kind of hard when you're raised by a single parent. Yeah. So the only advice I really have is to actually be there for your kids. Thanks, man. No problem. I believe that there aren't many people who could walk around on campus and be like, hey, tell me the great thing your dad ever said. And people are like, yeah, don't pet the sweaty things. And then you get this like really super heavy. Yeah. Deep, heavy answer. And you totally rolled with it. You got it. You were cool about it. it. Like I would have probably just been like dropped the microphone and walked away crying and you didn't you know you went you you went right there with him you connected with him you thanked him and it totally worked as a part of the piece and so i just think that's super cool another cool moment from that uh that particular podcast was i asked a girl i was also in the library asked a girl what her uh what the best advice she ever got from her dad was and she said well let's listen to that now um he used to always tell me as a little girl to fight the power and keep it real which wait wait he said what fight the power and keep it real that's awesome yeah so we grew up me and my two sisters grew up um, hearing that pretty much every day before we went to school you know just even though you know people are in charge of you like don't let that stop you from like doing what you want to do and always be yourself when doing it so that always stuck with us that's, a, that's great advice. Come up with those 
replies those answers. I mean, I'm still sitting here thinking, what the hell did my dad say to me? I mean, I know he tells me all kinds of things, but I would never be able to like the one thing your dad pop out you. with like that phenomenal yeah. answer. And there's it was like, awesome. oh yeah, fight the power, keep it real. It's yeah. Like, oh, I was like, okay. Dang, your dad's so cool. <laughs> so it's like totally profound. Our students give you these totally profound answers to questions, you know. Absolutely. And also purple potatoes. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's one more though, Dave. Oh yeah. Just Which... one more. If we have to talk about one more day by the bell. Okay. It, it was tales from the apple cart. Oh, oh yeah, tales that was great. Come on. So that, that's one of the, just the intro. There was alone. some gr- oh, the intro alone, let alone all the crazy <laughs> stuff that's happened on that apple cart. I had a lot of fun with that one. And yes, the apple cart, which is super handy to have around, also does kind of give you some crazy stories from time to time. Bone chilling stories from Appalachian State's Public Transportation Authority. That was for uh, Halloween. And what was the story about the guy got on there? And Well, there was one that was... was... So which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the one... uh, They're sitting there, and the guy is doing... He's talking to himself, and... Oh, there was one where this guy was, like, slapping this lady repeatedly? Let's listen to that one. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to get in trouble? Okay, well, there's just this guy and this woman who, the guy just started, like, weirdly slapping random parts of her body just, like, over and over. And it wasn't in, like, a kind of, like, antagonistic, harmful way. It was just, like, a pop, 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 pop. But it went on for, like, 15 minutes. I was just sitting there, like, oh, why is this going on right now? What happened? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. He just, like... His hands were loose and uncontrollable. It was strange. What was she doing? She was just sitting there like nothing was happening. Oh my god, that's really weird. I, I don't know what go? to make of it. They got off first, and it continued as they got off the bus. <laughs> it continued. <laughs> that's a really weird story. So I hope the woman's okay. I think she is. I don't know what the background on that is. Maybe it was some kind of social experiment or societal experiment. They were just like, you know what? It'd be weird if we... I'm, honey, I'm going to do this while somebody stops me. Right, yeah. And then they win the prize. Yeah. It's like that show, What Would You Do? Maybe it was that, and that guy just failed. <laughs> I, would, I would talk about it in a podcast a little bit later. So, Day by the Bell is a lot of fun, and I hope people uh, enjoy it, and I'm going to keep doing them. I've been, I have been—I didn't do very many of them last semester. I'm just ashamed to say to my bosses who I'm speaking to now. But um, It's in your work plan, Dave. It is. I know. It's in there. It's a goal. I'll do more. I will. So, there are other podcasts as well. We have, like we said, about 10 of them. Um, which, what was the? Uh, well, the, the, if we had to speak about just one more yeah. of the AppX. Yeah, because, AppX. Yeah. Because AppX is probably the most popular of our it is. of our podcast to get the well, most hits, that, get thousands, thousands, and it's really awesome. It's got two of my just all time yeah. favorite people ever in it: the Pope sisters, the Pope sisters, mm-hmm. and we also have a cameo uh, from uh, Janae Brown. She's uh, one of those as true, well. Janae. Who's also just an amazing, amazing woman. Who, um, yeah, they're just like there's some cool, cool people who conceived of and brought that podcast. To fruition. So the idea behind Apex is it's uh, it tells people what it's really like to be an undergraduate student here. Right, students and, sharing what App is really like. And also, do you want to set up who the Pope sisters are? Laurie Pope, who actually we do kind of call Larry sometimes. So, but she's not the Larry. Nope. Larry, it's you. Not that Larry. Not that Larry. No, no. <laughs> and her sister Liz are both students at Appalachian. And so Laurie, we discovered. And I don't know, you may have to edit this out, but we discovered Lori because... Um, on the internet, right? She had this sensational video that went viral on our campus, and it was called Nobody Says It App State. <sighs> mm-hmm. Truth. Scandalous. 
Truth. Truth. And, and it's it very popular. Let huge. Me it's still popular. Let it me was check and hilarious. see. Can we talk about this in the podcast? Can well, we? that's how we found her. Okay, let me look here. I mean, so. we found her because what she was doing was she was talking about what it's really like to be a student here. Right. And it was hilarious. And she was doing it in her own voice. It was just, it's just right. really funny. It has 177,000 yeah. views. It's incredible. And, and then, so we're like, we got to find this 177. kid. She needs to work for us. So yeah, she, she was actually part of a uh, student liaison team. So, yeah, we, we started kind asked of conceptualizing this idea, uh, bringing in students and getting them to, you know, kind of help us think through some of our stuff. They were a little kind of a mini focus group for us. And um, they um, created some video projects and did a few things. But we ended up just kind of forming a relationship with her. And um, Troy, in particular, yeah. was her mentor here and um, found a way to actually uh, connected her with a donor, Huleen Boston Frank. Who is the sweetest person in the world. We and love Huleen Frank. And yeah, we, yeah, we got to thank Huleen for all she did for the Pope sisters. She's a big part of the yeah, podcast she, studio, she, too. Huleen she, she, is. Yeah, Huleen's a huge part of this. And um, I want her to get her thanks. And so thank you, Huleen. Absolutely. So she always worried about Laurie all the time. But, yeah. But Laurie has a job now. She's, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's no a, longer a student. No, so she's in New York City. So what um, do we do when Laurie leaves? Well, so then here's this cool thing that happens, right? So I used to teach a first year seminar class mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm on the first day of class and, you know, after the class, this kid walks up to me and she's like, hey, you know my sister? I'm Liz. Liz Pope. I was like, what? Laurie's sister? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really cool. And Liz is just as cool as Laurie. She's totally her own person. She's very different personality-wise. She's got a different skill set. Um, I don't know that necessarily being on a microphone was something <laughs> that she thought she might ever do. And like her sister, who, you know, is just all about, like, production and producing, but also just as comfortable being in front of the camera because mm -hmm. she did some some video projects for us where she hosted um, a video that, that we've done, at least one video that, we, that Garrett produced. And But she has taken the baton uh, from her sister and um, has also been the recipient of uh, Huleen's generosity. So it's just really cool that she kind of carried on the, you know, the legacy of the Pope sisters right. and also in her own way, keeps it really real and talks about what it's like to be a student here at App State. It's pretty darn cool. And cool. I got to just say that one of my favorite moments from Apex is an older one. And it, it does have Janae in it because um, Janae was another student who was our intern uh, who um, was in my first year seminar class. And Janae is just one of these people that just has this natural light that emanates from she her is being. effervescent. I never really believed in auras until I met Janae. And she just she's one of those people that just has an aura. In fact, we used to joke that we were her paparazzi because <laughs> we would walk around with her and everybody on campus was like, Janae, hey, Janae. She knows like everybody in the whole world. Janae was on the weather podcast. Yeah, which there's some you hilarious weather stuff. Let's listen to some of it. <laughs> Freshman year when I was like a go-getter, like, ah, I'm all about the fun. <laughs> I, of course, was outside each snow day. We would make snowballs and lightly toss them at each other, but not snowball fighting. It was snowball tossing because yes. snowball fighting is not allowed on campus. So don't try it. You might get fined. But you, you know, lightly toss a <laughs> ball of snow to a friend. Yes. This is not a joke. Snowball fights are illegal here. Yeah, yeah I wasn't joking. <laughs> That's for real. This is, you can't actually get in trouble yeah. for having a snowball fight. But now that I live off campus in a very warm and cozy, cute house, Snow days are just like, <laughs> I'm going to bundle up with all the Christmas lights on and have my friends over and we just make hot chocolate and tea and snow cream is still in the mix, but the sledding kind of went down. <laughs> I don't yeah. do it as much. But yeah. the Apex is like, 
dorm life was awesome. Weather was definitely food, food was great. My favorite one that uh, Lizard has done, Laurie is Larry and Liz is Lizard. My favorite one that she's done of the new ones was the uh, outdoor activities one. Did you listen to that one? The top no, 10 good. outdoor activities. Yeah, that was great. It was really cool. Like they, I learned stuff that I didn't know about the area and like awesome places to go for hiking. And I don't know, it's just really informative and cool. And I liked it a lot. I thought that one was good. That's always stuff people want to know, right? It is. And so, like, the wonderful thing about AppX is that the students can come here. They can take a tour of campus. Mm. Um, they'd be told about AppX. And the, the families can listen to it on the way, you know, down the mountain as yeah. they're leaving the school, catch up. They can listen to it before, after they apply and get accepted. They can start listening to them. They can learn a lot. For sure. Well, they get all the, like, marketing stuff, you know. But this is what they really want to know. Yeah, like, it's the real world. What's yeah. it going to be like? AppX rules. Also, our newest podcast is very cool. It's, uh, did we mention that yet? Did Jordan, we talk Jordan. about Jordan's podcast? No, it was mentioned. Okay. Well, but it was not in depth. So What's Your Truth is the name of his podcast. And it was a spinoff, Megan, from your podcast, Sound Effect. And uh, Jordan's covered some cool stuff already. He's delved into some heavy topics for sure. He talks about the loss of his father in the most recent one. Um, the first one, he just talked about... Oh, he just talked with Willie and Jordine. Yeah, he talked about... Um, what did he talk about in the well, first he, one? That podcast blew me away. The when, first one? Yeah. The first one. Well, I truth? knew it was going to be awesome right. because when I... I don't know. Just every conversation I've ever had with Jordan, he goes by Jordan. He's just one of those people that eloquent and thoughtful, really meaningful stuff just falls out of his mouth whenever he opens it. He's a smart dude. He's smart and he's very, I don't know, he's just, he has he's, his head on straight. He's very candid. Yeah, he's approachable and candid and seems sincere. He doesn't let anybody off the hook again for like, and he's, his background is in um, marriage and family therapy. And, mm-hmm. and so he has that way about him of just getting people to open up while also just this instinct about digging into kind of where their heads are and where they want to go. So it's cool. He does a really good job as a host. I was talking with him in the Sound Effect podcast. And then after that, we're like, man, we got to get this guy his own podcast Uh because he's just great. And he needs to talk more. And he needs a platform to talk about some stuff that's tough, heavy stuff. Not necessarily easy for an institution to talk about if we're dealing with some stuff that might not be super PR worthy material, you know, but, but I think that when we can really be honest about who we are, then that's the smartest, best way we can talk about who we are or, you know, for all our, you know, good stuff and our bad stuff. And if we can take that and really be honest about it and dissect it, understand it, then we can be better. And so why don't we listen to a clip of your conversation with Jordan right now? Right. The discomfort is not bad. It's, you know, having to push through it. If you don't push through it, that's bad. But the discomfort is a compass. And if I'm uncomfortable with a conversation, that is exactly the conversation I need to be having. And so it it just so happens that around all of these things, you know, all of these isms and, you know, privilege and oppression and all of that kind of stuff that that's where people get skittish and oh but that's exactly where we should be and those are the conversations we should be having and that discomfort lets us know we're right where we need to be and that's what what's your truth is about his very first one he really wanted to have a conversation with our chief diversity officer who they also um, have worked together for a long and used to work together when they both were here at Appalachian um Willie Fleming is our chief diversity officer. He left Appalachian for a while and then has come back in the role as chief diversity officer. And then he brought in Jordan Blaze, who is our associate vice chancellor for equity, diversity, and compliance. And so he had the two of them sitting at the table and he asked them unbelievably, phenomenally hard questions. 
again, it's like, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I, I was still for like three days thinking about how would I answer that first question that he asked? And both of them just came back with like these really deep, eloquent, beautiful answers that gives you some insight into who they are and um, how they got to where they are professionally and why they want to do the work that they do and why they do the work that they do. And the question he asked them was, what's your truth? So well, Jordan's podcast rules, and it's the latest one. What were we saying here? I was going to say, and it's you know similar with Jordan saying when we get to those awkward parts of conversation, that's where we really learn something about each other. Everybody said that that's the part that they remembered most from that day by the bell with the, you know, what's fatherly advice. and when that awkward said, moment. Was that awkward moment. And, you know, that's what everybody remembers from that. And, you know, like I said, Dave could have stopped or the student could have refused to answer the question, but he decided to do that. And we learned something about that guy. And it also let us think about how we ask and approach other people. <laughs> that's the difference between <coughs> Dave with an awkward moment and me with an awkward moment. <laughs> I just try to talk uh, my way through the awkward moment. Well, um, we got to wrap it up somehow. Um, Here's to a hundred more. A <laughs> hundred more podcasts. Uh, let's see. Let's do it till podcast is not a thing anymore. <laughs> right. Well, we... so I mean, here, like, here, here's the thing. This supposedly 2018, I've heard, is supposed to be the year of the podcast. I've what? Heard I've heard that as well. Yeah. Yep. Says who? Everybody does podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah. And mm. there's like, you know, well, I mean, yeah. Garrett's like, of course. Apparently, I'm not in the podcast world. <laughs> But they're Times. everywhere now. Read the podcast Times, the you know, podcast daily. More universities are getting into doing podcasts. And when we first started this, univer- the way universities did podcasts was they would um, go in and record a professor doing a lecture in a classroom. And then they'd throw that up on the web and call it a podcast. Right. And we wanted to do that differently here. Yep. And uh, every day when we listen to, you know, every day there's a new cool podcast and we walk around. It's part of our culture. We walk mm-hmm. around and go, hey, did you listen to this podcast? Oh, over the break, I listened to like these four podcasts. And, oh, I'm binge listening to this podcast right now. And so it like inspires us as we keep going. Garrett's totally about to crack up. <laughs> no, I'm not about to crack up. I'm just, I'm going to confess something here. Go for it, Garrett. I've never. Before we built this place, mm-hmm. I'd never listened to one podcast. Really? Ever. A lot of us hadn't, though. We, Remember in, that? we interviewed Dubner, and everybody's just like, oh my gosh. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> podcasts, yeah, they're the coolest. They're awesome. I love what them. The I go fishing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we made funny. a list. That was funny. We made a list of them <laughs> on a whiteboard, and we didn't even fill the whiteboard up. And now, if we did that same thing, oh. we would fill up all the whiteboards around the For room. For sure. Podcast, am I right? Yeah, so 100, Holy. Dave. 100. 99 for you. Yep. Thank you so much. Everybody here. Yeah. Well, this is um, Dave's official 100th. Right? Oh, that is your official Oh, 100th. hey. It, it technically is. Congrats, oh my Dave. Gosh. <laughs> I'm glad y'all could be here with Happy me this podcast, year. Happy podcast, Thanks, y'all. Yeah, well, because he did. He taped 99. Now he's doing 100 here. There you go. No, it's not. This, this is would not be the 100. Is this 100? This would be the 100. Nope. We're going to say it is. This is going to be it's 100th. Like it's your 99th. It's Just your 99th. Like I was oh, right to begin 99. with. I'm sorry, Troy. I got 99. I thought we had 100 and this was 100. No, this is 100 right here. We take it all back. Right. We take it all back. <laughs> Happy <laughs> podcast to us, but sorry. Right. No, so anyways, Dave, yeah. it's your 99th. It's our 100. Thanks, Troy. Fabulous job, everybody. <laughs> so congratulations to everyone involved with either participating right. or making the podcast happen on the 100th podcast of the Greg Cuddy Studio. Well, that was nice. That was beautiful. We'll use that. Oh. That's the only reason I was here for that. <laughs> all right. But <laughs> thank job. you all for all your hard work. I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys for the opportunity. It's more Dave by the Bell. Super, super fun. More Dave by the Bell. Do some more. All right. That's it. Mm-hmm.
Today's show was written and produced by Troy Tuttle, Dave Blanks, and me, Megan Hayes. Our sound engineer is Dave Blanks, with assistance from Wes Craig. Our web team is Pete Montaldi, Alex Waterworth, and Derek Wyckoff. Research assistance comes from Elizabeth Wall, and video and photo support come from Garrett Ford and Marie Freeman. Our theme song was written and performed by Derek Wyckoff of Naked Gods. Our podcast studio is dedicated to Greg Cuddy. Special thanks to Stephen Dubner for the inspiration, advice, and moral support. Sound Effect is a production of the University Communications Team at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. Thanks for listening. For Sound Effect, I'm Megan Hayes.